occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 18. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. And we'll be your ghostesses this evening. What are you talking about today, Kate? I am talking about the Salem Witch Trials. What were your clues? Uh, They were the courthouse, because it's a trial. Winona Ryder, because she played Abigail in the film The Crucible. Uh, The third one was the stage play of The Crucible by Arthur Miller. And the fourth one was a Puritan hat, because they were Puritans. (laughs) Because they're stylish. Because they're Puritans. Yeah, mine, I'm doing Robert the Doll, who is a... Big scary doll, basically, kind of like Annabelle. So if you like that one, you'll like this one. Uh, my clues were the museum where he's currently living, a sailor suit because that's what he wears, a chair because that's what he sits in. <laughs> Don't we all? That's what I, that's what everyone sits. No, in. he's only really pictured sitting in a, a chair, like a wooden chair. So I was what like, else would he be sitting in? I don't know, a couch. Sitting in a couch. I don't think he's attached to the chair. I just think that's where he sits. You right. know. Okay. Um, and Jean as an adult, who is the guy who owns him. Cool. So it was Valentine's Day. You doing anything fun? I did. I had my friends over, had a late birthday party. Everyone was back from uni. It was a good time. You would know. I was at said party. It was a good time. Yes, you were. It was. It was a very good time. Also, it is Random Acts of Kindness Day. So, Kate, you were nice. Oh, thanks. You're all right. That was hard to say. <laughs> Hope you're all doing well in the UK. If you're going through Storm Dennis after Storm Kira, who messed up our last episode. Yeah, we're struggling over here. We are. There's so many floods. But you want to go go right ahead before we get a power cut again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so in this episode, I'm talking about Robert the Doll, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. Um, and it's one of my favorite stories that revolves around a cursed object. You know, one of my favourites with all of our hobbies. That's the most specific thing. Some people thing. have golf, I have cursed objects. <laughs> Did you ever have any toys as a kid that might have been cursed? I... Or were a bit creepy, bit freaky looking? Yeah, I had this had one dolls. koala. Right, okay. So it was, it, I have no idea where I got it, but it was a koala. And it was one of those, um, those plushies that's actually quite stiff. And he had claws, but they were like really sharp. And like fake eyes i would hope he had fake eyes well, and yeah not real human ones. eyes <laughs> that no. make him even worse he was just and like his fur was wiry like he wasn't a nice plushy and he was quite dangerous really because I, I honestly i don't have a clue where it came from i think it might have been like my mum's dad's or something i don't know but it was it was really weird looking back fair enough what about you um, I don't remember any like particularly weird things that I had, but I used to really hate it. You know when you have a toy that like speaks or something mm-hmm. and it has batteries? Whenever yeah. they would run low on batteries and they would start sounding like, Hello, I love you I would start screaming. I have um I have this dog that I got when I was about three years old and it had a voice box in it and it was my parents saying I love you and as I got older, obviously, I started going, I love you. And then I did it a few years ago, because I've still got the dog. And it just went, <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a builder bear from when I was, um, uh, it was 2007, so whenever old I was then. We went to builder bear. And, no, you didn't. Um, you went to bear factory when it was good. No, it was called builder bear. It was builder bear in 07? Yeah, that's when it turned into builder bear. Oh my god. Anyway, I had a builder bear. Oh, mine's bear factory. And I wanted a boy <laughs> one, just cause. But they weren't really like, cause it was aimed at little girls. They didn't really have that many options for boys. They had like one clothing option and like one one voice option. Mm-hmm. And it was a boy yelling goal, but like a man yelling goal. <laughs> I didn't even like football, but I was like, yeah, I'll get that. <laughs> so it was like, goal. And then now it just goes. <laughs> it's horrific. Oh my god! What a specific boy option. Yeah, right. Goal. I called him AJ after a footballer because I said to my dad, "Who's a footballer?" Nice. I really wish I hadn't done that. Anyway, you should have called him football. So, 
<laughs> I love sports. So Robert, if you've never seen or heard of him, is a three foot tall doll that looks mostly like a human and he has a little dog on his lap. That's nice. Why is it that all creepy haunted dolls are all so huge? Remember Annabelle? Huge. Sure, Robert, yeah. huge. I don't know though. They're like I feel like small dolls are also creepy. Dolls are creepy. Yeah, true. So I say mostly human because he's not like a super realistic doll. He has a fabric body with button type eyes and he wears a little sailor costume which belonged to his owner. Thank God for that. How's a fabric doll gonna get you? We'll just we'll just read this. Oh, okay. So we'll get into Jean and stuff in a minute. And what's creepy as well is that he has like little little marks all over his face that look like little scars. He's a bit creepy. He's a bit of a weirder, weird little doll. It's like Zaz. Yeah, there'll be photos on Instagram <laughs> at Myths Magic Pod. So legend has it that Robert isn't just a haunted doll, but he's malevolent and he enjoys to wreak havoc on people's lives. Same. We've all been there, Robert. <laughs> Have we? It's random act of kindness day, Kate. Yeah, just not today. Every other day of the year. <laughs> she wreaks havoc. 364 days of the year. I love to wreak havoc. He's a one-of-a-kind doll and he's handmade by a company in Germany around 1900 is when he's supposed to have been made. Okay. And he originally belonged to an eccentric artist called Robert Eugene Otto, which is where he got the name Robert from. So although the living Robert was called Robert, he got Robert the doll when he was eight and he called it after himself. Right. So Sorry, you really confused me by saying the living Robert. I, I had figured that this guy had named this doll after himself and you were like, the living Robert. The living Robert, the man, the real Robert, went by Gene. Oh. Because his middle name was Eugene. Right. But so. he named the doll Robert. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So it's debated as to where Gene got the doll from. So some people think his grandfather gave it to him. And some people think it was given to Jean as a boy by one of the family's maids as retaliation. Oh, so Jean's around now? No. When 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 did he get it? Victorian era. Oh, right. Okay. This is because Jean's family were like super rich and lived in a large mansion and they would treat their slaves badly. Right. I think... This wasn't Victorian era. The house was Victorian era. Sorry, I've just absolutely spewed bullshit at you. This wasn't that long ago. I was like, I didn't... I thought you said that when Robert was was released. <laughs> Later, but... We're going back in time. Okay, all right, fine. Sorry, no, my notes say Victorian house. Not that this was set in the Victorian era. Right, this maybe was it was set, just like, Victoria's war, house. I think. <laughs> so, allegedly, one of the maids was fired because she was caught using voodoo. People think that she set a curse upon the doll so that it would ruin the family. Mm -hmm. And people also think that she might have linked both the doll and the boy together because they had such a strong connection. And Robert currently lives in the East Martello Museum in Key West and the people at the museum discovered that Robert was never intended to be a doll. The same company that made Robert also made the first ever teddy bear and he was most likely a window display. So, fun fact. That's why oh. he's so big. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And sturdy and can wear like human clothes. Sturdy muscular so <laughs> he's hench gene immediately fell in love with robert and people remember him taking like talking about it like he was a person taking him everywhere and gene was eight at the time so things really weren't that weird you know him taking him around and i was gonna say like a boy and yeah just toy. a boy and a toy it's not an issue and he loved the doll so much he even gave him gave him his own room in the attic with furniture and toys for him i would have loved that as a kid Gene sounds creepier than Robert at the minute, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> His family also heard Gene whispering to Robert, which seemed entirely normal until one day when they heard a deep voice answering back. Maybe he hit PB. Robert was said to have a hold over Gene, and some nights they would hear violent commotions coming from his room. When his family would come into the room, they would find furniture overturned and, and toys ripped apart. And when they questioned Gene, he would always say Robert did it. Because of the doll's commotions, one of Jean's aunts banished him to the attic and locked him up there. The doll, not the boy. Oh, okay. This whole family sounds kind of insane. So now. that it couldn't hurt anyone. Right. They're aware it's a doll, though. Yes, but it's a freaky doll that's messing up the room. If and I was a parent, I'd be voice. like, mm -hmm, yeah, sure, Robert did it. Wow. Maybe she had a hunch it was dangerous. Right. After this, several servants quit their jobs at the house, and the family were said to hear Robert moving frequently around the upstairs of the house. 
His footsteps would echo through areas of the property that were completely empty, and sometimes they would hear giggling coming from the attic in the middle of the night. Oh, no, I'm out. I quit. Right? Isn't that scary? Never mind. I was sceptical, but now I wholeheartedly believe it, and I also don't want to hear anymore. Despite this, Gene kept Robert as he grew into an adult. Why? He liked it. Robert grew into an adult? He's big now. Bigger. (laughs) Five foot. No, when Gene grew into an adult. He studied the uh, fine art academies and eventually became a successful artist, living with his wife in Key West in Florida. His house was referred to as the Artist's House, and you can visit it as a Victorian B&B today. Mm, that's cool. So yeah, Gene kept Robert, and he propped him up against the window of his house. So that he could see outside, you know. Cute. You sound absolutely terrified. I am. Would you not be? Yeah, no, I would. <laughs> if I saw a doll like that looking out the window, All I'd right. be out of Imagine there. Imagine walking past. Imagine being the mailman. You would not deliver. Well, one time, a plumber who'd been hired to repair some of the house claimed to hear children's laughter, but nobody was home at the time. So, yeah. Children laughing is like the creepiest thing ever. I hate it when children laugh. How dare you experience happiness? <laughs> But when he looked around the room, he noticed that there was no one there, but that Robert had moved from one side of the window to the other. Mm, no, thank you. The plumber also said toys and objects that had been in Robert's lap would end up across the room like he'd thrown them. Oh, I hate that. As well as this, school, tre- school children and other passers-by would often say that they would see the doll move or like watch them, like his eyes would like watch them. Oh, you, know, when you're, you know when you hear something and you're so scared of it and your eyes just well up? Are you crying? Yeah, like Over I'm- Robert? <laughs> I just want him to be happy. He's a freaky toy. No, it just it. Some of those. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Visitors also claim that they would hear footsteps coming from the attic, and things would move around without explanation. Many people also avoided the house on their route because of this. And Annette, who's Jean's wife, also hated the doll and banished him back to the attic. They just kept putting him in the attic and hoping that he'd go away. Oh my god, could you imagine being that woman? Like, you you know, you wholeheartedly believe that this thing is, like, possessed, and you're like, go to bed. <laughs> How else do you deal with it? If your husband's like, no, this is my toy, Robert, and I love him. Back to bed, Robert. Back to bed, Bob. Bob. <laughs> so Robert obviously hated being locked in the attic. Understandably. And Jean placed him back in a room that overlooked the street, and, like, there's, like, a... The house is this old Victorian house and it has like a turret, I guess, at the top of it. There'll be a photo on social media. So Jean is married? Yes. So if someone got with this man, being like, this adult man has got this three foot doll that he thinks is alive. And they're like, I want to wed that. I'm not going to question their relationship. I I need to talk about the doll. I'm worried for this woman. Well, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that he put Robert back in the back in the room that overlooked the street, and he was just chilling in there. And Jean spent all of his time in this room painting and talking to Robert until he died in 1974. Until Jean, Jean died. Yes, not till Robert died. Until Robert <laughs> gently passed. <laughs> After Jean's death, a woman called Myrtle bought the house, and in- including Robert, she bought everything in the house. Myrtle reported Robert moving around the house and guests said that his expression would turn sour if anyone talked about Jean in a negative way. So he at least he had a good relationship with Jean. He wasn't there hey, to He's his him. bro. He's got his back. He hated everyone else, but he liked Jean. They were <laughs> bros. In 1994, she donated Robert to the museum where he lives today. He's inside a glass case, but that doesn't mean he's completely harmless. If he was cursed by voodoo, he's probably spreading his curse through being moved around. So, like, being around new people and having, like, such a big following, people are going to see him. A museum staff claim that Robert is often in different positions within the, within his case and that footsteps can be heard around the museum at night. Also, once he arrived at the museum, cameras and electric devices started to, like, malfunction in his presence. Mm-hmm. I hate that, also. I'm fine with that one. You're fine with that? Just the laughter gets you? Oh, I hate it. Robert's face also changes and staff recommend you approach him kindly and politely. And you should always ask to take his photograph. Oh, you'd be fine. You and the mannequins. <laughs> You're already best buddies. <laughs> I like your outfit. <laughs> Interestingly, his case is covered with letters from visitors apologising from the behaviour when they went to the museum. I thought you said lettuce. <laughs> lettuce? Like a hamburger? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> letters. 
like like little handwritten letters lettuce <laughs> his case has got lettuce onions interestingly <laughs> robert's case is full of lettuce it is pretty interesting to be fair though it's got letters on it people apologizing so they claim that they've you know been rude to him or like weren't very polite in his presence and then they've experienced things like breakups, accidents, death and disease in the family and a bunch of other stuff. And the letters beg Robert's forgiveness and ask him to stop causing them harm. And it has over a thousand letters in total. And visitors also leave candy and money and I think one of them left a joint. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's Robert. You well, can go visit him today, he's still there. I don't think I want to. No, me either, really. I don't think I'm super scared scared of him but i don't think i want to just in case i am super scared of him if you're polite he'll be okay hello robert sir good evening robert nice sailor suit what if you call him bob is that rude he'll kill your family maybe he prefers it i don't think he does you don't know i don't know <laughs> so how scary do you think that is He didn't do anything. Oh, danger's the next one, I know. Okay. Scary three. Three? Mm-hmm. Was it for the giggling? Yeah, the giggling, the walking around, the fact that he can, like, lob stuff and move. Yeah, he wrecked Jean's room. Yeah, so, you know, fair enough. I give him that. It's a bit scary, isn't it? Danger. One. You don't think he's dangerous? He, he wrecked a room. Also, people write him letters saying, like, I'm so sorry. Nah. Why did you kill my husband? I have a disease now. Bad things happen. Bad things just happen. It's like Annabelle, though. You know when they took her home and like so many bad things started to happen? Yeah, but... It's... Correlation, not causation. As All my, right, psychology, My bitch. psychology thing has taught me. No, but it is. You know, it's easy to blame it on something like that. You know, if someone close to you dies, you're looking for an explanation. You don't want it to just be like a random act. You want it to have some meaning. So you want to be like, well, it happened because we saw Robert the doll. Please forgive me, Robert. You know? Fair enough. I get it. I feel like it's just like grievance or, you know, you don't want to admit that you sucked in the breakup or they were unhappy. And you're like, well, we went. To also, yeah, maybe you will break up if, if your idea of a perfect day is going to see a haunted doll. I would love that. In theory. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in actuality you wouldn't. Yeah. What but... do you think... Oh, sorry. I didn't realise you went down on the dangerous one. Oh, no. I'm just... He didn't do anything. Like, he hasn't... He has... If he has the ability to wreck a room... Robert is innocent. Yeah. If he has the ability to wreck a room and lob stuff and move... And I he's not... you say lob. That's such a funny word. And he's not hurt anyone directly... He's not very dangerous. I think he's just, you know, if it is real. Yeah. If he's real, I think he's just misunderstood. Fair enough. I mean, I know he's real, but you know what I mean. What do you think are the likelihood of this event? How realistic do you think this all is? I don't think it's unrealistic. I don't think I believe it, but I don't think it's you beyond. don't believe anything. I don't think it's beyond reach. Well, it's hard because he hasn't, you know, it's like Elf on the Shelf. Oh, it moves whenever you're not there. You know, it's a doll. It's not like it's an unmovable object. It's not like if a chest of drawers moved, you know? I guess. Like you can like... pick him up and move him. Okay. What about the footsteps and the giggles and the thrashing of the room? Um, him moving thin around. Thin walls, in the case? squirrels. Squirrels, yeah, yeah. I've had squirrels in the in the in the roof. So your alternative explanations are squirrels in the roof. There's nothing wrong with that. It sounds like little footsteps and stuff. It's horrible. I hate it. Or like creaking boards. You know, if you live so, in an old, if it's a Victorian house, which you said it is, then creaky is. boards. Okay. Would okay. not be beyond imagination. This is the scare scale, by the way, if you're new to the show. Yeah. We rate things out of five. You can find it on our social media. So at likelihood out of five, then. Clearly, you think squirrels are more likely than I'm going to say dolls. two and a half. Two and a half? I feel like it's not 
a bad score. And your other explanations are squirrels. Why are you so mad about the squirrels? Squirrels, I'm just creaky saying... floorboards, um, psychosis, um, and sort of searching for an answer. Do you know what I mean? Like with grievance or heartbreak or whatever. All right. Sorry. That wraps that up then. I did like it though. I think it's cool. And it's fun, right? It's a fun little story. I love Robert. Yeah. Well, I don't. Mm. In theory, <laughs> I like learning about cursed objects or like haunted objects. Mm. They freak me out. It's interesting. I would have rated him higher if he'd have like hurt someone. If someone was like Robert grabbed me, like when Annabelle had the little, she was like strangling someone with her little mitten hands. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, if he'd have done something like that. Or if, like, Robert, like, threw a knife, you know? <laughs> but he, doesn't, he has ninja stars. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't appear to be malicious. He hasn't done anything. I guess. Maybe he's been he's alive just a while. angry. Yeah, maybe he just is misunderstood. He's looking for love. He's looking for love. Show Robert some love this Valentine's Day. Okay, well, <laughs> if you want to show us some love this Valentine's Day, you can go... Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Miss Magic Pod. You can also go over to Patreon and support the podcast. We've got a bunch of different tiers, um, ranging from not a lot to a substantial amount. Um, you can, yeah, do that. We'll give you some extra spooky stories, some extra episodes, shout outs, letters, cards, whatever you want. Listen, yeah, you we'll donate, give it you. We'll give you some sick little rewards. <laughs> sick as in cool, not as in bleh. Sick as in disgusting. <laughs> sick as in we'll send you vomit in the mail. I hate that I said that immediately. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. if sending vomit in the mail is something that's happened to you, you can send us your spooky stories, terrifying tales, and haunted happenings to mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. That was so smooth, Kate. Thanks, I know. I really tried. Anyway, tell me about Salem. I suppose I have to. <laughs> That's the show. That's what everyone's here for. You didn't do your sources, did you? Oh my god, I didn't. I have them. Yeah, yeah. It's just Wikipedia. No, it's all that's interesting.com, hauntedrooms.co.uk, atlasobscura.com, Wikipedia, and robertthedoll.org. I'm so upset. I knew something was wrong, you know, this whole time. I've been like, wow, I'm yeah, missing like something. Something's off. I was like, maybe my energy is just not right. Maybe my chakras aren't aligned. I didn't read the sources. I'm sorry, I've let everyone down. Yeah, well. The episode's ruined. What's the point in me even we'll telling just you? end it here. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Stop that. My own hype man. Uh, my sources are Wikipedia, Cause and Peter's Witchcraft in Europe, 400 to 1700, a documentary history. McKay, Memoirs of Extraordinary Popular Delusions. Meidelfort. Witch hunting in southwestern Germany, 1562 to 1684, the social and intellectual foundations. History.com, womenhistoryblog.com, listverse.com, pretzi.com, and investopedia.com. So the witch trials occurred in Salem, Massachusetts between February 1692 and May 1693. So it wasn't a particularly long period of time. However, the hysteria that took a hold of the village during the time is mental. Okay. So, history lesson, as always. By this time in history, most European witch trials were dying out for a multitude of reasons. People were saying that torture leads to false confessions, which, as we now know, it definitely does. The methods of trial were improper, and there was no empirical evidence for witchcraft, even though it may be self-confessed. So even if you're like, yeah, I'm a witch. There's no proof. They might have just been saying it. Yeah, you might just not be mentally stable. Yeah. So, obviously, some people were also raising the issue of ethics and cruelty to the accused. And there was the argument that witchcraft could not take place because God is sovereign, so he wouldn't allow something like witchcraft to take place. Okay. Which I found quite interesting. Uh, yeah, that is... Yeah. So instead of them actually partaking in witchcraft, it was actually just an illusion from the devil. So you can't blame them. It's kind of like I went to a religious school when I was a kid. And a lot of people, because when you, it was a Catholic school mm -hmm. and 
a lot of the teachings, they weren't meant to be like cruel or scary, but the idea of going to hell as a child is kind of scary. And when you're in a Catholic school where they're like, you know, if you're good, you go to heaven. You are probably afraid that if you mess up, you're going to be tortured eternally. Yeah. I remember being in year three, so I was about like seven, maybe. I don't really remember. Yeah, seven. Oh my God, I got that right. And um, someone asked my teacher, like, you know, what is hell like? And she was like, well, I don't believe in hell because, you know, why would God make something so horrible? It really calmed us all down. Fair enough. That's nice. Yeah, it is. You don't hear that often. Also, there were some real forward thinkers that were saying that these people needn't be killed, um, as in like the accused witches. Instead, they needed medical help as their belief that they were partaking in, ma- in magic was a mental illness. Fair enough. Yeah. So, bit backstory, if you didn't already know. Around this time in history, New England had religious settlers that were claiming the land to build a Bible-based society. The village of Salem was occupied with devout Puritans, which is why there was the Puritan hat in the clue. The reason they had left England is because they didn't want to be forced to change their religious beliefs, so they came to New England and basically told everyone else on their bike with their religions and ignored all of their ideas. So, yeah. In Puritan society, women were to obey their husbands, who guided the family through prayer. Although women were seen as domestic and inferior to men, they were also required to teach their children, so they tended to be really literate and well-read, because this would result in their their children being... Their kids being smart. Yeah. Children couldn't play games without parental consent, if at all. There was a heavy belief in the existence of demons and the devil, which were seen as evil forces that could possess and cause harm. You had to go to church twice a day, otherwise you would have your food taken from you, be whipped or fined. Twice a day? That's quite a lot. I know. Entertainment was not allowed at all, so singing, dancing, plays, etc. would be punished by whipping or public humiliation. God, what do you do for fun? Just pray? Sit and read. And read? Yeah. I don't have the attention span No, I was going to say, you'd be screwed. (laughs) It wasn't just a Puritan community, though. It was also a community full of people that argued with each other. Which, fair enough, because you've got nothing else to do. You might as well start fighting. <laughs> there were many disputes over property lines, grazing rights, and other things that were related to farming, especially. Because it was a Puritan society, it was really, like, farming-based. Yeah, fair enough. They had so many quarrels with each other that they voted to hire a minister of their own. So Salem Village, which is where the events take place, was situated in Salem Town. And Salem Town had their own minister, but Salem Village was like, nah, screw that guy, we want our own. Okay. Yeah. They were like, we're going to take the law into our own hands. Independence. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for the obscene amount of context. That's okay. On to the witches. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> the main event, ladies and gents. So before the Salem witch trials, there was a woman called Anne Glover who was hanged in Boston for being a witch in 1688. No. Interestingly, she was the last person to be hanged in Boston for being a witch. Oh, wow. That's good, I guess. Yeah, I know. Well, not for her. No, but for everyone after that. The reasons that led to her being accused were that she worked as a housekeeper for the Goodwin family. Martha Goodwin, who was 13, so a Goodwin child, got into an argument with Anne over stolen linen. Some sources say that Martha stole Anne's linen, others say the other way around. I don't really know. There was a linen argument. A linen incident. A linen lie. (sighs) And because Anne was of Irish Catholic descent, no one liked her anyway and took the little girl's side. just want to say that I don't have anything against Irish Catholics. That sounded really rude. Well, obviously, because she was an (laughs) Irish Catholic, everyone said... (laughs) She was a real bitch. (laughs) Um, Anne's own husband described her as a witch and the Goodwin children accused Anne of casting spells and four out of the six children had strange fits. And obviously, you know that she was accused, uh, tried, found guilty and hanged. Poor Anne. She didn't deserve that, man. She might have been a witch. So? Yeah, I don't believe in hanging witches. It didn't do anything wrong. Stole linen. Allegedly. (laughs) Back to Salem. 
So on January 20th, 1692, Abigail Williams and Elizabeth Paris begin to behave as the Goodwin children had previously acted. Elizabeth Paris was the daughter of the much-disliked minister at the time, Samuel Paris, and Abigail was his orphaned niece who was staying with him. Soon after, other girls of the village started acting in a similar way. The girls were all saying that they'd been bitten, pinched, abused, they were convulsing, their eyes were rolling back, it was a whole ordeal. The whole witch stuff that you expect. The whole shebang. It went on for a month, and the doctor turns up and he's like, oh, must be witches. (laughs) Of course. So then it's the end of February, and the Paris's neighbour, Mary Silby, Sibley, sorry, tells John Indian to make a witch cake of rye meal and the girl's urine to feed to a dog to discover who's bewitching them. Um, this is... <laughs> it's one of those things, like, I don't want to... You don't want to shit on someone's beliefs, right? <laughs> what the hell is a witch cake? And why has it got piss in it? I just told you what a witch cake and Why are we was? giving it to a dog? Because the dog was then supposedly, like, he would, like, point out... Then he spoke out. perfect English. <laughs> it was like... It's Anne. He stood up on two legs and went, Tituba. <laughs> Why? I don't you, know. I d- yeah, so anyway, John Indian. The dogs, uh, dogs okay with eating witch cakes? Well, I guess. Is it bad for them? It's got pee in it. I Anyone else? Flour? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, the first ingredients wasn't as exciting as the peas. Rye meal. Oh, rye meal. I guess that kind of masks some flavour. Mm. Anyway, so John Indian, um, who... Mary Sibley told to make the cake was the husband of Tichiba and they were both slaves of Samuel Paris who was the minister you with me? yeah there's a lot of names in this so just let me know if you're confused so later Samuel Paris is like Mary why are you giving the go ahead on magic and she was like whoops sorry and they forgot about it all because she was white. Anyway, back to the girls. Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth Paris is still super sickly, and people are like, look, girl, you got to tell us who did this. So she blames Tichiba, who was the slave to Samuel Paris. Then they also blame Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good. Both of the Sarahs were just wives in the village who were reasonably liked before all of this. But then they got arrested because of the accusations. And the girls were saying that the ghosts of both Sarahs and Tichuba were, you know, messing with them, pinching them, that kind of thing. Yeah. So they're all interrogated and Tichuba confesses to having bewitched the girls and identifies both of the Sarahs as her accomplices. But this was largely due to the kind of prisoner dilemma interrogation that Tichuba went through. Do you know what that is? No. Okay, it's like, um, basically when you'd rather rat someone out than stay silent because you think you might get more of an advantage even if it isn't the case. Oh, right. So, like, for example, if we were being interrogated and we both stayed silent, we'd only get one year in prison. If I ratted you out, I'd get no time and you'd get three years. Right, okay, yeah. we both betray each other, we'd both get two years. So by this point, the girls that are afflicted are Elizabeth Paris, who's nine years old, Abigail Williams, who's 16, Anne Putnam Jr., who's 13, Elizabeth Hubbard, who's 17, Mercy Lewis, who's about 17, Mary Walcott, who's about 17, and Mary Warren. So there's like a squad of them. Mary Warren was the eldest of the girls, and she was 18 when the trials began. So they're not exactly old. No. Yeah. Children. (laughs) So I've written Mary 12th. I think it's March 12th. Mary the 12th. <laughs> March 12th, Anne Putnam Jr. accused Martha Corey of witchcraft. The town was pretty shook because she was a dedicated churchgoer, never showed support for the witch trials since she didn't believe witches existed, which I guess sort of then got turned against her like you were trying to throw us off your scent, you know what I mean? Okay. March 19th, Abigail Williams accuses Rebecca Nurse as a witch. Uh, she was also a well-respected member of the community. But the girl said that she killed seven babies with her spirit, so I guess she didn't oh. stay well-respected for much longer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They also accused Dorothy Good of witchcraft. She's four years old. How do you... 
how do you do witchcraft when you're four years old? And even if you do, how is it your fault? The town arrests her. What? <laughs> they arrested a four-year-old mm-hmm. for doing witchcraft? Yeah, she went to jail. She went to jail. She's four. Yeah, a lot goes on here. They put a four-year-old in jail. <sighs> yeah. Did they at least give her like a harmonica? <laughs> You're so insensitive, man. Sorry, I'm just a four-year-old in jail. I don't know, like. Elizabeth Proctor is arrested. Sarah Cloyce is arrested after defending her sister Rebecca Nurse, who was arrested earlier. John Proctor, who's Elizabeth's husband, is accused and jailed after defending his wife. Then, by some grace of God, in early April, one of the girls, Mary Warren, admits to lying and says that all the other girls have been lying too. So, of course, all the girls turn against her and say that she's a witch. So now she's suspected of witchcraft too. This is a mess. This is a whole mess. Yep. The accusations continue, and Anne Putnam Jr. accuses Giles Corey. Martha's husband, of witchcraft, and says she's also haunted by someone that died at Corey's house. A few days after this, Mary Warren takes back what she said about having lied, so she she was the one that was like, we're all liars. So she, she takes back what she said and rejoins the girls in accusing everyone under the sun. Speaking of accusing more people, Bridget Bishop, Deliverance Hobbs, Nehemiah Abbott Jr., Sarah Wilds, William Hobbs, Edward Bishop, Mary Black, Mary English, George Burroughs, Sarah Morey, Linda, Lindia Dustin, Susanna Martin, Dorcas Hoare, Sarah Churchill, George Jacobs Sr., Margaret Jacobs, and Roger Toothaker are all accused by the girls. My God. Yeah. And Mary Eastley is released from prison, but then she's immediately rearrested, so all good things come to an end. Burroughs, so George Burroughs, he was the second minister interestingly but i guess no one liked him because he's in jail um he legged it to try and escape all of it but he got caught in maine and sent back to salem to be jailed damn yeah nearly made it sarah osborne has died in jail at this point and it's just a shit show that's sad yeah mary eastie is released from prison but then she's sent straight back then after all of the examinations so the trials the convictions take place Bridget Bishop is hanged at Gallows Hill. She was the first one to die. It's so sad, man. Like, it just is... Well, she wasn't the first one to die, but she was the first one to be executed. Be properly punished for it. Yeah. Roger Toothaker died in prison. Sarah Good, Susanna Martin, Rebecca Nurse, Elizabeth Howe, Sarah Wilds are all found guilty and hanged at Gallows Hill. It's just so tragic. Like, these people were just living their lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Martha Carrier, George Jacobs Sr., John Willard, George Burroughs, Elizabeth Proctor, and John Proctor are all felt oh all oh, oh my goodness. Are all found guilty. All but Elizabeth are hanged. She's spared temporarily because she's pregnant. Dorcas Hoa Temporarily is in until she gives birth and then they're gonna hang her. Yeah, that was a plan. Ugh. Dorcas Hoa, Alice Parker, Anne Pudita. Martha Corey, Mary Bradbury, Mary Eastie, Samuel Warpole, Wilmot Red, Mary Parker, Margaret Scott, and Abigail Faulkner Sr. are all found guilty. Margaret, Wilmot, Samuel, Mary, and Abigail are sentenced to hang, sentenced to hang, but Abigail is temporarily saved as she is also pregnant. Mary Bradbury escaped, the rest were hanged. Giles Corey was pressed to death because he refused trial. Pressed to death. Do you not know what that is? No. I think I might. It's when they... It's when you lay on the ground and they put like a board on you and just thought it might keep this. adding weights until you, your body just gives up. This is awful. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that... I was going to say that you should go first this time. I'm glad that you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit depressing because like... It's fascinating, but it is also depressing. It's so interesting. And if you haven't seen The Crucible, uh, the film or the stage play, they're both incredible. Like, we did it for drama in GCSE, which is why I picked it. But it's it's really, really interesting. Because, like, it, it genuinely happened. Yeah, I think that's what's so crazy is that, like, this is a real thing. It isn't just a story. And it isn't, like, a 
oh allegedly you know what i mean yeah or like it's another scary story where this might have happened like they may or may not have been witches but they were all still killed for no real reason in such brutal ways yeah it's mental i don't I, my brain cannot comprehend how many people are suffering yeah so by this point we're only up to the end of september so how long's it been well, it started in February. March. Oh, February. I believe it could be, could be March. Uh, no, February. So, it, it's not even been a full year, and all of this has happened. Come October third, that's my birthday. I know. <laughs> the Reverend Increase Mather says that the use of spectral evidence will no longer be enough to find people guilty. So, being like, I saw her ghost dancing in the woods. You can't be like. Oh yeah, we'll hang her. Which all good? Yeah, finally, right? So because of this, fifty-three people are cleared that were accused. Fifty-three were going to die because the people were talking about ghosts. Mm-hmm. This and, is crazy. Yeah, and some people have been sentenced to death because of it, but um, it took away their death sentence. So they were still like imprisoned if there was other evidence, but. That's absolutely wild. They were just believing that and being like, well, we'll just put them to death. Yeah. Why? I know. It's actually baffling. I, ugh. Anyway, Sarah Wardwell, Elizabeth Johnson Jr. and Mary Post are still found guilty um, and Lydia Dustin died in custody. So the evidence that was still used, apart from spectral evidence, was a touch test. And a touch test was when one of the victims was having a fit. So basically, in the courtroom... Let me let me explain this. In the courtroom, all of the girls that were the um, victims, in inverted commas, were on the sort of bench. They were, they were there and they would come up as witnesses onto the stand, obviously. And the accused would also be there. And while they were there, the girls would just have a fit and they'd be like, that's her, oh, and start having like seizures and stuff. Okay. Like convulsing and whatever, because they were like close to the person that had bewitched them. So the touch test was that one of when one of the victims was having a fit, if the accused went up to the victim and touched their skin, if they stopped having a fit, then it was obviously them that had bewitched them. But there's no proof of yeah. that. <laughs> I know. That's what's crazy. And aside from this, if poppets, books of palmistry or horoscopes pots of ointments or witches teats were found then you were deemed a witch we'd be screwed yeah as a side note if you do, if you don't know then um witches teats are moles or skin tags or you know some people have got like extra nipples that was supposedly where like the devil suckled yeah so the devil is suckled <laughs> so yeah if you've got, like, a pot of lavender essential oil, you're a witch. Sorry to inform you, but you're a witch. <laughs> Sorry about it. Overall, more than 200 people were accused of witchcraft. That's a lot of people. 30 were found guilty. Damn. 19 of these were hanged. Five died in jail. And one was pressed to death. It's just so awful. Like, it, it's just, it's hard to believe because it's so awful, because it's such a high amount of people and practically no evidence. Yeah. I know. It, it makes me so angry. It's great. It's just unbelievable. You see a woman with a mole and you're like, oh, we have to kill her. And I've got a skin tag. I've got so many. The devil ain't suckling at my neck. I've got one on my eye, so the devil best not be suckling <laughs> on my eye. While you sleep. Oh. But anyway, so yeah, that was the Salem Witch Trial. But why did it happen? No one really knows. I guess you could look at it and be like, oh, you know what? For that many girls to be accusing people and, and there be there had to be something spooky going on, you know? It's possible. So perhaps there was an evil force going around the village. The evil force could have been framing other people, getting them accused for things. Yeah, I guess. It, it it's it possible but there are other explanations so i don't know how legit it was but in the play and the film abigail who was one of the main accusers was 
sleeping with John Proctor or she at least had a big old crush on him. So that was what prompted her to accuse his wife, Elizabeth, so they could be together. So when John, surprisingly, wasn't all for this because she's 16, yeah, Abigail dropped him in it too because obviously he was hanged. So even if this isn't how it went down, like it could just be a Hollywoodism or whatever, but there could be a nugget of truth in it because some people had things to gain from the accusations that were being being spread around. It could have been like land grabbing, unrequited love, revenge. It could even have just been a racial thing at first because the girls accused Tichuba. It could have been like a, you know, they sort of saw her as like a scary outsider. And then when they saw how much power their words had when they accused her, because obviously people believed them. They were just getting rid of everyone they didn't like. Exactly. Everyone that's, you know, told you to stop doing what you're doing. Like, everyone yeah, that annoys I think you. personally that's the most believable Like, they're me. kids, you know? Yeah. Like, even at 18, I was like, oh, I hate you. Like, I can't believe you've said that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's entirely likely that if you're a kid and someone's ticked you off you'll be like whoop she's a witch yeah well it's like playing pretend as well like you might not fully understand that you're actually killing people yeah especially for the young ones or you know it's happened and people are like oh this person's a witch so then you a different child might be like maybe this person's a witch too i should really tell people you know yeah like you might think it's real because the older girls are telling you that it's real yeah exactly yeah so Alternatively, it could just be years of resentment rearing its head. So, for example, Mary Warren, who was one of the the victims, I guess, was John Proctor's servant. And when she mentioned to him that she'd been seeing ghosts, he threatened to beat her, told her to stop lying, you know, that kind of thing. Now, I don't know who the victim is in this because John might have just been sick of all these kids messing around and getting people killed. Or Mary might have been beaten, threatened and put back to work on countless occasions. But regardless, I feel like it would be a pretty good motive. Yeah. Um, Mary Mercy Lewis's former master, so she was also a victim, was George Burroughs, who died. He was the second minister, um, which would give her a reason to accuse him because she was his servant. I also saw in some sources that said she was a victim of child abuse, which, you know, it could explain kind of flawed logic um there'd be a lot of like hatred if 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 it was him that abused her or you know that kind of thing i could totally see why that happened but yeah she's the main reason that burrows was imprisoned because she said that satan appeared in the form of him urging him to write in urging her to write in his book so like writing in satan's book was a thing that he made you do apparently according to the girls okay yeah there's also a more scientific explanation that could help reveal why it all happened. It's possible that the victim suffered from convulsive ergotism caused by eating rye bread made from grain infected by a fungus that you can make LSD from. Some symptoms of ergotism are seizures, spasms, itching, mania and psychosis, which sounds pretty similar to what the girls were reporting as their devilish behaviours. Ah, oh, that's interesting. So they could have all just been, like, infected with yeah. the thing. However. Oh. Sorry. Most people are more inclined to believe it was mass hysteria or even just blatant lying because not all of the symptoms needed to diagnose ergotism were present and the symptoms weren't just occurring randomly, like it was appearing when they were in trial with the person there that they were accusing. So it kind of makes it more of, like, a lie, you know? Yeah, Okay. Some also believe that it was a bird-borne encephalitis lethargica, which has symptoms of fever, abnormal eye movement, weakness, tremors, psychosis. But again, the symptoms only appeared at the convenient times for conviction. And sleep paralysis could also be used to explain why the victims had attacks at night, saying that they were unable to move, being confronted by a shadowy, devilish visitor ghost thing. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. That is the Salem Witch Trials. It was very interesting. Sorry there was so much information on it. It's okay. I think once you start to figure out what's happening, it's easy to follow. Yeah, there were so many names. I was trying to Google it and they've all got their own like Wikipedia pages and their own like fact files online, just in general. And I was like, 
this is gonna take forever <laughs> yeah so what did you think just in general um i think it's incredibly interesting it's also incredibly sad mm. uh it's fascinating because remember when i talked about pendle witches in episode two mm -hmm. and the kids were then allowed to do accusations and they weren't beforehand and they weren't allowed to be in the courtroom yeah and then now you know a couple of years later in salem all these kids are accusing all these people yeah it's well crazy. only one of them was legally an adult only one of them was 18 yeah it's crazy and you were just believing a child yeah i know it, mm. it's crazy so what do you rate it in terms of scariness like a three how come well, because if I was there, I would have totally been accused. Um, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, and it's scary that that many people died or suffered because of it. But also it's not happening now. I don't need to be, like, worried about it. Yeah. I guess. And danger. Probably a five, realistically. As I said, if I was there, I would definitely be killed. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the likelihood. I mean, it happened, didn't it? Yeah. You can't really... I mean, you could debate whether it happened, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> and in terms of explanations. Yeah. I think there are a lot. There really are a lot. It could just, as you said, be like a medical thing. It could be uh, a racial thing. It could be kids, like, playing or, you know, playing make-believe or kids believe stuff anyway. So it could easily just be that they are playing along with something mm -hmm. and then it's turned into this crazy thing and then people are like as you said like mass hysteria you know people are then being like oh we do have to crack down on this and everyone's starting to report stuff mm -hmm. it could be people being mad at the women and then accusing all of them if they were found with like all of these books and and palmistry stuff you know if their main role was to like look after the kids you'd be like why are you teaching my kids this Oh, fair enough. I never thought of that. We need to kill you, you know? But it wasn't the men that were doing it. Or do you think maybe there was some, like, persuasion going on? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. As I said, literally anything could have happened here. But that could have happened. Yeah. I never thought of that. I was just like, oh yeah, it was just the kids thinking of that on their own. But maybe... Maybe there was an outside force in it. Well, if you tell a kid something, they're probably going to believe it. If you're, like, an adult and you're like, well what is she teaching you or like you know you find a woman with this with those things in their possession and you're like well why are you spreading this information i guess it could have just started as an accident that's entirely possible as well because yeah. like i mean it's like anne glover from the the beginning bit her her own husband called her a witch so like maybe someone's gone to a fight and a kid's overheard someone saying like oh you're a witch and then they've spread it and been like well she's a witch yeah. Huh. So like a miscommunication. Hmm. Yeah, never thought about. Well, now you have. Yeah. It's fascinating though. A long one, but an interesting one. Yes. Sorry you had to listen to me for so long. It's okay. It was agonizing. I was making up for how short last week's was. <laughs> but yeah. Anything else you want to wanna say about it? You know, I don't think so. No. I think everything I could have possibly said, I have said. Fair enough. I have completed. It has been done. <laughs> it is at a solid end. Yeah, I'm rambling, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm ready. <laughs> All right, fine. To go do something else. Well, that's it. And don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>